Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair All-Americans as part of the Armchair Media Network. The 2020 NFL Draft will basically be like the common man's fantasy draft. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the president of the linebackers of the running backs of defense fan club. That's a mouthful. And with me, as always, is AJ the Vegas Raiders, baby, Marchese. Uh, how many Twitter people did it take to to get out the the message that uh, the real draft's going to be just like a fantasy draft? I saw that tweeted by like every NFL network and ESPN employee. You know, so sick, so relatable. Eh? They're just like us. Today we're going to be counting down our top ten linebacker prospects in the 2020 NFL Draft and previewing the AFC West draft plans. Let's hit it. Seven rounds in heaven with my baby, going out to Vegas maybe, looking for a young or a two-o. Don't draft a running back on the first day, don't draft a running back on the second day, maybe draft one on the third, or don't. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. With home security, there's two ways you can go about protecting your home. There's the traditional way, where you wait weeks for a technician to do a messy installation that costs a small fortune. Or there's the other way, Simply Safe. Simply Safe is everything you need in a home security system. It's award-winning protection, two-time winner of the CNET Editor's Choice Award. Simply Safe blankets your whole home in safety. You get comprehensive protection for your entire home, outdoor cameras and doorbell alerts to anyone approaching your home. Entry, motion, and glass break sensor guards inside. Guard inside, guards inside. Kick your guards inside. You barely notice it's there. But what's truly remarkable is you can set up this system all by yourself. Anyone can do it, even AJ. It takes 30 minutes to an hour tops, maybe a little longer for AJ. Mm -hmm. And there's absolutely no trade-off to your safety. You'll have an army of highly trained security experts ready to dispatch the police. My phone locked while reading this. Um, Ready to dispatch police to your home at a moment's notice 24-7 and... It's only 50 cents a day with no contracts. It's why The Verge calls Simply Safe the best home security system. It's why AJ calls Simply Safe the only one that can stop me. Mm-hmm. Go to simplysafe.com/team today and you'll get a free get free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial. You've got nothing to lose except everything in your house if you don't use it. Yep. Go now and be sure you go to simplysafe.com/team. That's simplysafe.com/team. I'm so much better at Simply Safe ads uh, than other ads. It's your forte. Thank you. Just like Will or Matt. This is a football show, so it's Matt. Yeah, forte is a good last name. It is a good last name. In my last name rankings, it's um, easily 16th. Yeah, wait for the summer for the last name ranking show, or if we have no football in the in the in the fall. Yeah, when we, when we have um, field correspondents uh, Matt McCune and Cam Fleming consistently join the show solid last names by the way for both of them oh big time uh you can't go wrong with a, a last name that's mick something that's, that's my very take. no that's a good take i agree thank you speaking of last names <laughs> linebackers today the ultimate segue um hey people say i've lost my fastball but guess what my slider's kicking in. Mm. Uh, okay, we're playing, We're talking linebackers. Um, one of us was a star linebacker. 
Um, Did you just you just played every position and say you're the best at it? Is what I'm getting from this show. I ran one route as a wide receiver once. Did you catch the ball? No, God no! I was so scared. I ran a curl. Um, we had so few guys that uh, in that same game I went from um, playing left guard to receiver. Sick. Yes, and neither like I was I was um, a starter on defense. I was starting at uh, will. And uh, I just quickly made that transition to offensive line and receiver in the same game. Hey, you're kind of like Malik Harrison, who was a high school quarterback, wanted to play receiver at Ohio State, and obviously ended up as a linebacker. That's why I brought this up. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, yeah, we're talking linebackers. Not a great class. Um, One super-duper stud at the top. Uh, Some interesting guys kind of, I think, in the late day three – early or sorry late day two early day three range i have a huge cluster of guys in, in that range yeah me too and, and like guys i there's some guys who i didn't get into my top 10 that i, I still like mm-hmm. and i think could be interesting as i said running backs and linebackers they're the same thing i don't actually believe that but um, I, th- I think you're better off uh like you're, you're more likely to find a impactful day three linebacker than you are at other positions yeah, that's fair. I mean, because, I mean, when you're in day three, you're either picking a guy that, like, racked up tackles, but, you know, not a very good athlete, so he's falling, or a guy that's a really good athlete, but maybe hasn't played the position that long or didn't get the field on the field that much. And it's also banking just upside. over the last couple of years, the way we're supposed to evaluate the linebacker position has changed so much mm-hmm. where it's like there's years where – there's a linebacker who 10 years ago would have been an impactful player, but in today's game just doesn't have the coverage chops to last because the game's changed so much. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to your sleeper and deep sleeper because I, I, one of those guys is going to be a guy that went, it would have been a first round pick in 1995. And the other is going to be a classic special teams linebacker. That's my prediction. Surprisingly wrong. You'll understand why you should have been on brand. There wasn't anyone short enough. I guess Joe Batchy, but that was kind of mean. I didn't mean for it to come off that way. Joe Batchy would have been like a first-round pick in like 1990. Exactly. Like Evan Weaver was the top ten, five pick in 1990. Evan Weaver was literally like the Jack Ham of, of, of Cal football. You know what? I moved Evan Weaver up my board Uh-oh. a lot. Really? Okay. Interesting. But, I don't... Let's start there, AJ, with... I, hey, I I just can't draft... Honestly, I don't think I can draft a linebacker who I know will get exposed in coverage. That's, that's that fair. feels like a good take. You know what, though? I, I had an undrafted grade on him in the summer, so... And now you smart. realize he can be James Laurinaitis? Yep, exactly. I don't know, man. He's a good football player. Yeah, but I mean, then I can't get him getting cooked at the senior bowl uh, covering running backs out of my mind. That's that's good. Also, one. wearing number eighty nine as a linebacker makes me want to throw up. Uh, you, you know what? It it kind of works for him. No, linebacker, especially in college, is one of the easiest positions to succeed number wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he didn't. <laughs> okay, okay, fuck it. Okay, I'll, I'll I'll pick Evan Weaver for my value pick. Let's jump in there, Rob. Let's do it. Jumping the value pick? Yeah, we're talking Weaver. I'm picking him. Let's do it. No, we're not going out of order. That is going to drive me nuts. Okay, fine. And that's not a good value pick. You think, no, gross. Let's talk about the, the star of this class. There's a unicorn um, in this class. His name is Isaiah Simmons. He is a linebacker, but he's also maybe a safety. But he's in everything. Um, is he your highest floor, highest ceiling, and best bet? Yeah, he's the Chase Young of this group. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. It's and again, it's similar to the edge group where um, we were talking about how it's not that good of a group, but one star at the top kind of hides that a bit, and that's the mm-hmm. same thing here. Um, there's potentially four linebackers who end up in the first round, uh, despite it being a weaker class. But I think after those four, there's a pretty um, there could be a long stretch of no linebackers going. Yeah, I. Like, I have two guys that have a second-round grade. One of them's going to go on the first, so you can guess who. And the other's a late second-round grade, so. How many linebackers 
do you think are top 100 picks? Uh, I have I, seven in my top 100. Yeah, that, that's me too. And then I have three more that are really close. But um, I don't know. Like, that's a good question. Six, seven. Like, I don't, like, I don't know. Seven or eight at most. Yeah, someone, someone could also be totally reached on too. That's why, like, like, yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know. I think that's including Zach Bond in in your uh, numbers too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, we we should have mentioned that you had Zach Bond as an edge rusher. I have him as an off ball linebacker. Yep. Um. Obviously, he's a bit of both, similar to Josh Uche. Yep. I just think ultimately he's gonna end up off ball, uh, predominantly off ball, and I feel the opposite about Uche. Yeah, no, no, that's fair. I mean, I, I think he's a pure hybrid, and yeah, Uchi is definitely a shade more to the edge position um, than, than Bon is. Yes. Jumping back to Isaiah Simmons, the god of this class. Um, I mean, the guy is 6'4", 238, runs, what did he run, 4'3", 9"? Yep. Um, also, like, underrated. Maybe not underrated, but he's got an 82-inch wingspan. He's, like, the longest linebacker, Yeah, that's too. that's one thing that always stood out on tape. He was, I think he was listed 6'4", 230. Yeah. And I wasn't sure that he actually ended up being 6'4". Of course, he, had, he did. But yeah. you could tell his arms were so long, which, again, underrated thing in linebackers. Uh, there's a correlation between short-armed linebackers and missed tackles in the NFL. Just yeah. ask Quan Alexander. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's something that people overlook. Um... But yeah, I, I, he's a freak. You you don't pigeonhole him at all. Like just use him as a human chess piece. Like week to week, play to play. Wherever you need him, you stick him. So yeah, the other thing with him is they played him everywhere. Yeah. Uh, he obviously he spent his what first two years as a, a safety transition to linebacker. The 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 last two years there. Um, mm-hmm. but just because that, that was more name than anything, just look at the Ohio state game where, uh, in the playoff where he, he lined up uh, in too deep at safety, picked off Justin Fields, game changing play, showed off that elite range for a man of his size. He's also consistently, he, they used him like the overhang position yeah. is used to combat the, the spread offense a ton in college football. He, and, he was out there covering legit slot receivers. Yeah, and, and when you've got a Fred Warner similar role at BYU a couple of years ago, yeah. when you've yeah. got a guy who's big enough to consistently be an impact run defender but also has the athleticism and instincts to kind of play, it's basically a massive nickel role playing overhang to defend mm-hmm. the spread, and, and he, that made him the X factor. And even like when if you watch him – because of his elite athleticism and his length, he's a really underrated blitzer. Yes, um, for sure. I think that's something that's kind of lost because he's, he's so terrific in coverage and such an elite athlete, uh, and he, he's in coverage often. Uh, uh, I th- I a think DC w- could really unleash him as a weapon, as a blitzer. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, like even just look at how, how much the Chargers blitzed Derwin James' rookie year. Yeah. Like, doing stuff like that with him. Um, he's basically, I, I like the way Danny Kelly put it, he's supersized Derwin James because he, yeah. he's the same idea in theory as a defensive chess piece, but obviously in a somewhat different way with more size and more of a natural linebacker while Derwin James is more of a natural safety. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean... And and speaking of the ability, like like he's obviously the best coverage linebacker in the class. If you want to call him a linebacker, which we are, and like, I don't like where do you rank him in coverage as a pure linebacker of the amongst like the guys in the past years, like the best. Him and Roquan Roquan Smith. I was, it's funny you say that because I was about to say he's basically Tremaine Edmonds' body, but with a lot of Roquan Smith's instincts. But good, yeah, but more athleticism than both those guys, which is e- freaky as hell. I think like Roquan was definitely like a better, like just pure he, box he, defender. But I mean, Ro- Roquan Smith had the best instincts I've seen from a linebacker. Yeah, exactly. So that's it, not a knock on Simmons. Like the only like it's not even a knock, but like I think he he will need a little bit of time. Like he's not bad at it, but like he needs a bit of work diagnosing plays from like a true inside linebacker spot. But at the same time, it's not even like he'll naturally be playing there all the time. If a smart no. defensive coordinator, like like you yeah. said, don't pigeonhole him into um, 
do like playing specifically linebacker. Also, the thing exactly. about him versus Roquan Smith, Roquan Smith was, I think, a natural uh, Mike, while Isaiah Simmons is more fit. If you're pigeonholing them into specific roles, he's more of a natural Will. Yeah, no, that's that's very true. Uh, but at the same time, uh, we haven't seen, I don't, even th- despite, what was that, two years ago with that linebacker group of Roquan Smith, uh, Tremaine Edmonds, Rashawn Evans, Leighton Vander Esch. That was two years yep. ago? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Warner. Oh, uh, yeah. Thank you. Um, and Leonard. And, and Jerome Baker. Like, that's ridiculous that all of those yep. guys were in that class. Uh, Isaiah Simmons is the best linebacker I've evaluated. Mm-hmm. Um, now all those other guys are better than like most of the rest of this class but uh point being like isaiah simmons is the perfect defensive chess piece for today's nfl because he's derwin james but bigger um and with less injury concern like derwin james had injury concern coming into florida state i'm not like he he slid because the nfl's stupid he slid to what was it the chargers got him at 17 yeah when he was a clear top 10 player and that class wasn't even like like i think this class is more top heavy than that class yeah and uh like there's no way like today daniel jeremiah because we uh, like to regurgitate his content had him fall to the browns at 10 and i'm not even a big fan of taking uh linebackers top 10 but Isaiah Simmons just he's a, he's a different animal, and I don't I don't see him falling to ten. I don't I don't know if Dave Gettleman's going to be able to pass him up at four, and if somehow he does or he's hacked so uh, on, on the Zoom call so he can't make the pick right, and, and Simmons not getting past the Panthers. He's exactly what uh, Matt Rule and Phil Snow or is it Phil Snow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Uh, Baylor DCs. Uh, he's the exact type of player they want. They preach speed yeah. on defense. He's the exact player you want. No, for sure. I, I totally agree. I think his range is four to seven, and it wouldn't shock me if a team jumps up to grab him. I mean, we saw the Steelers make a huge move for Devin Bush last year, and uh, I say Simmons is a better prospect, obviously. Um, just even though this conversation happened off show, um, the NFL obviously announced their All Decade team this week, and uh, stealing this idea from the athletic they uh they asked some of the athletics writers who um who who's the most likely player to make this next decades all decade team excluding patrick mahomes and i asked aj that we had a conversation whatever i think we both said quentin nelson uh aj then asked who from this draft class it's a stupid insane question to ask but who from this draft class would you bet on making that all decade team i think we both said isaiah simmons yeah, you said Simmons first, but he was the guy that first came to my mind. Um, Just because he's this perfect defender, chess piece defender for today's NFL, there's also um, the off-ball linebackers in the NFL. He's going to get, because of how big his profile is entering the league, he's yeah. going to, like, Levante David's a guy who should be a borderline Hall of Famer and who's got, like, one Pro Bowl to his name because off-ball linebackers are so undervalued. But because yeah. Isaiah Simmons is such a massive name, he'll get the, the attention he deserves early, just like Luke Keekley did, for example. And I think that'll, that'll help him big time, and he's just, I don't know, there's nothing like this guy. No, absolutely. And, and he's going to uh, stuff the stat sheet, too, because of uh, playing him all over, hopefully. <laughs> but... Yeah, so that combination just feels like if you had to bet on one of these guys in this class, he, he feels like the, the smartest pick. Yeah, I, I he's one of the most fun players to watch, partially because he lines up all over the place, partially because he's this long freak of nature that you haven't really seen at the linebacker position. Uh, and um, you'll hear my pro comp in a bit. But, you, know, uh, <laughs> you know what? Like, And just talking a little more on him, like, I was like – Almost surprised on his tape how fucking rangy he is. I mean, in both the run and the pass. Like, it's sideline to sideline against the run. But, like, in the passing game, if, if the ball hangs up at all, um, he tr- first of all, he tracks the ball so well, and he gets there and makes a play on it. Like mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about. That Ohio State game is a perfect example that he could play safety in the NFL. Like, he could be a Cam Chancellor type of safety in the NFL if he had to. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was in the, the championship game against Virginia. Um, there was, like, one play where he was, I don't know, 20 yards from the ball when it was thrown maybe and he, he somehow got there like it was a bad throw but Birkins but it hung he got there and he got his hand on it and broke it up a little bit of face guarding but he got the ball first so it's all good dude's a freak of nature um, he is. I don't see him 
getting past seven. I I, I don't know. I, if if he does, that's crazy. If the Browns get him, that's whack. Yeah, I I agree. Like I even then I can see a team jumping up for him. I hope someone cool gets him. So that's partially why I wanted to land with the Panthers is I think Rule and Snow will know how to use him. Yeah, like and sticking with it, him with Shaq Thompson's pretty fun. That would be super fun. Like, uh, like he'd be. A, I don't know. Like, I don't. I, I don't trust the Giants as much to use him. No, of course <laughs> not. No one does. AJ, that's not a hot take. They've never had a linebacker. Antonio <laughs> Pierce begs that's, to differ. That's this in this century. That's it. Yeah. And all the Hall of Fame linebackers of the '90s and '80s. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, we're we're in a new century. My bro. comp for Isaiah Simmons is Harry Carson. Sick. A guy quote tweeted uh, a tweet I sent out of Isaiah Simmons blitzing and said he he reminds him of Lawrence Taylor. So I don't know. Is he wrong? No. If 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 you move Isaiah Simmons to edge, he's Lawrence Taylor, <laughs> the greatest edge in the history of football. Uh, okay. Uh, hit me with your value pick. It's Evan Weaver, apparently. It's fucking Evan Weaver. Let's go, baby. There's so many easy value picks in this class, and that's like the absolute worst one. This is a trash take. <laughs> Wait, okay, who's yours? Logan Wilson. Oh, he's in my top 10, so I don't want to pick him. Okay, well then I just audible to someone else. Uh, no, you can pick him if he's not in your top 10. Jordan Brooks. He's in my top 10, too. He is in my top 10. Francis Bernard. Okay, Fra- if you Francis if you Bernard's want. a better version of Evan Weaver. Oh, who can I cover. I don't, I don't like Francis Bernard. Francis Bernard is a very good coverage linebacker who ran slow. Evan Weaver ran slow and just isn't good in coverage. Yeah, but in the box, baby, he's a B. Okay, if you want me to add, pick a different guy than Logan Wilson, Jordan no, Bryce, I don't. Let's talk. Let's talk. Jacob Logan Wilson. Phillips. Okay, fair enough. I, I love Logan Wilson. We can talk Logan Wilson. No, you you can talk about Evan Weaver now. <laughs> so it's funny. I hated him originally. I moved him up. I don't know, man. I like again. I don't have that many guys I love after my top ten in this in this class. To be honest. So I mean, yeah, obviously he's a bad, he's a bad athlete. Evan Weaver is. Uh, is again, I think he's got short arms. <laughs> to get that earlier, what's good about him? <laughs> he fucking racks up tackles, baby. He's got a hell of a motor. He plays his ass off every single snap. He's always around the football, even though he's Goodness. his athleticism limited. Um, his ceiling is Blake Martinez. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I'm not banging that like I. I'm not taking him in the top 100 or anything. I'm taking him in the late fourth round, maybe. What? I like Evan Weaver, yeah. Damn, okay, defend it. <laughs> what do you do? Uh, okay, what do you do when he's on the field and now he's got to cover running back? What's the move? Uh, have someone else cover a running back. So how can you put him on the field? <laughs> you got him as a run thumper. I think like... In, like a, oh, it's the run happy NFL. I forgot. Yeah, yeah. I'm taking him in in 2001, and he's he's playing for 10 years. No, like as a run thumping inside three, um, inside in a three four scheme. I don't mind that. Like, uh, what was I gonna say? Like he just, I think he's just the high, the, the football IQ is so high. Every, I don't like, like I like I don't think he has like Josie Jewel instincts though. No, I was higher on Jewel too. But like that hasn't worked out either. That's that's true. <laughs> I'm out on on athletic linebackers. I I I, I say I am, but uh, like I don't know. It's just it, I didn't have a lot of guys I liked. But like even uh even in the passing game, his eyes are really good. <laughs> so in zone, at least he can make some plays in front of him. Again, you're not you're not you don't want him on a running back or a tight end or anything. But if you keep stuff in front of him, I don't know. It's my, my basically my issue is I just don't think you he he provides a ton of special teams value even because he's not that athletic. Yeah, but he's, he plays his ass off. Yeah, okay. Uh, so I'll go with Jacob Phillips as my value pick. Okay. Really explosive athlete. Um, was at, played, Started over Patrick Queen. Patrick Queen only became a starter about, what, like uh, halfway through the year for LSU? Yeah. Uh, also, if you watch, Phillips is the one kind of directing the defense. So, like, not that that, like, is a trait or anything, but I, I, that's just a bonus. Um, it is, yeah. I love his athleticism. I think he misses tackles. He lacks in instincts, but good size, really explosive, aggressive player. Can provide a bit on the blitz. Um, I, I think he he's got the tools to be a special teams linebacker. 
um, and prevent pre- potential developmental will. Like if I'm getting him in the fifth round, like I feel yeah. pretty decent about that. My uh, my sleeper is a uh, special teams linebacker, baby. Front, his name is Michael Walker from Fresno State, who I kind of liked in the summer. Ah, uh, he played edge for some reason, but we both always knew he should have been an off-ball linebacker. Yeah, and like yeah, he played like edge and sometimes off-ball in uh, 2018. Played a more traditional inside linebacker role in 2019, so that helped him. But yeah, he was like an Azusa Pacific transfer, so that's kind of weird. I did not uh, know that. Yeah, tested well. He like a above average spark. Ran a four six five forty, which is not like not great, but not bad. Six three two thirty. Played a lot of special teams at Fresno State, so I think like there you're getting a guy with really good uh, special teams upside. I think his skills are going to translate easy to the NFL. There, it's a good pick. Thank you. Um, Unlike and like again, <laughs> I got my next two picks are pretty good. Uh, sorry, my next one. Um, motor is really good. I think his hands are really heavy. Blocks and quickly sheds. Aggressive. I don't style. know. Yeah, exactly. I don't know how long. Um, I don't know how much he's going to get on the field on defense. But but he he's kind of an interesting guy that's played all over. Yeah, and a solid athlete. And he's like, like I'm a betting good, on that late day three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I got a late fifth on him. Um, yeah. So I got, I'm pretty yeah. high on him. And like a really smart football player too. So I appreciate all of those factors that I think he's an interesting guy around there. Okay, my sleeper is I don't even know if it's a sleeper. Maybe he's more of a value pick. Uh, Wake Forest linebacker Justin Stranad. Mm-hmm. He's uh, a, a borderline value pick sleeper. I'll give it to you, Rob. Uh, I think just one of the best tacklers in the group. Fair plays enough. really hard. Uh, consistently makes open field tackles, which always catches my eye. Like on, he'll eat up crossing routes when he's playing some zone. Um, the the kind of deficiencies overall athleticism and range is going to hinder him a bit. Uh, he was like one of the worst linebacker athletes at the combine. Still much better in coverage than Evan Weaver. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, but like traditionally, I would say Justin Strenad, like twenty years ago, would have been a starting linebacker in the NFL. Fair enough. Like the combination of his size, aggressiveness, motor, and, and uh, yeah. consistency as a tackler definitely catch my eye. I think it translates to special teams. Uh, a guy who got injured at Wake, it was having a really good year, then got injured, and still ended up testing at the combine. Um, no, I just you know, I like him more than Evan Weaver. So. Fair enough. He, it, he, you can you can tell this is a bad class because like neither of us really sound that sold on our value pick and sleeper and stuff. I know. Hey, hey, how about this? He's two years older than Evan Weaver. Okay, so. I'm out. He's 24 already. AJ always knows the ages. I don't know. <laughs> AJ is just more prepared than I am. Okay, super sleeper. All right. I don't. Maybe he's more of a sleeper, but I, I like him. And this class is fucked. So fuck it. Dante Olsen from Montana. Uh, so I put baby. two down here because I knew when I was writing Dante Olsen's name as my super sleeper, I was like, AJ's going to also have Dante yes. Olsen 100%. So I put two names. 6'2", <laughs> Uh Tested surprisingly well. Didn't run a good 40, but everything else was really good. He had a 7 flat 3 cone. Jumped really big. You see the twitchy explosiveness on tape, too. Yeah, like 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 he's not a sideline to sideline guy because he, he loses it outside like the hashes. But... Mm-hmm. But coming uh, yeah. forward, you see it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, first of all, he he had 151 and 179 tackles the last two seasons, so that's like pretty fucked. He's well built, <laughs> hell of a motor, uh, really aggressive. Played, yeah, he, they played him like inside and overhang, which is kind of cool. And he looks like pretty comfortable dropping into space. I know again, that, War that good number. <laughs> that is what are you, 33? 33. Yeah, he looked fucking sick. Not gonna lie. Um, and like, like you want to hear my pro comp? Yes, LJ Fort. <laughs> I like LJ. That's a good comp. Good, <laughs> like really, really good special teamer who can provide some uh, relief as like your third inside linebacker. Yeah, I, I think Olsen's going to be a really good special teams guy. All his tools just translate really well. Yeah, it's like it's like he is the uh, again. Obviously, the overall range uh, is a question. The forty year yeah. dash kind of supports that, but. Yeah. You can tell how explosive he is coming forward, and when he sniffs something out, he 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 sees it, hits yeah. it, and I love that. And then you factor in how explosive he tested too. Like this yeah. is a guy who ends up going like late day three, but I think makes a roster for what he's going to provide on special teams. 
I, I actually have him like a mid six, so I, I I do like him, and yeah, I, I agree. Special teams and like if you have to get him on the field, I don't think he's gonna look too silly. No, that's why he's LJ Ford. The Steelers messed up letting LJ Ford leave, and then I don't know why uh, the Eagles caught him, and then he ends up starting for the Ravens. Exactly. Uh, okay, since you got Olson, and I knew you would. I put down Cameron Brown because he's been my guy for a little bit. Hey, I, I'm I'm higher on Cameron Brown. I got like a late fifth on him. I the length, the way yeah. the way Penn State used him, he yeah. kind of like he didn't stand out at the Senior Bowl, but he didn't get like exposed exactly like Evan Weaver. Um, so I like he he's <laughs> he's got so much length. What was he six five? I think he he's six five in? and thirty four inch arms, two thirty three. And he played a lot a lot of overhang at Penn State. Yep. And that's just his uh, the fact that he was fluid enough at that like kind of gangly ass length, and to come down and cover some slot receivers. I know it's Big Ten, but still, uh, he's a really interesting developmental guy for me um, because the length, the clear fluid athleticism, and the way he was used. He's got experience kind of playing uh, yeah. multiple linebacker roles and overhang that that he, uh, he, gauged my interest. He's an interesting blitzer too. He's pretty good at it. Yeah. Um, no, that's I, I like Cam Brown. Um, like the holes in this game, he's like a, he needs to break down and make. Yeah, he'll miss tackles big time. He doesn't. He he doesn't have great instincts. Uh, he he struggles to get off blocks. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> like he's a, he's like for me. I, I guess you're higher on him than I am. Um, he's like a seventh round type dude for me. But like, there's a lot of holes. But yeah, the the traits are the traits are there, and plus the size. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, who's your wild card? I went with Willie Gay Jr. Hey, me too. Just because, okay, well, there's talk of him going in the second round. Um, obviously, massive combine, uh, like a, a four four six at what was he six six one two forty three. Thank you. Uh, one of the best sparks in the group, just behind, actually second best behind Simmons. I, but then, like you know, limited field time, big off field questions. The the off field stuff's over. I'm all in on Willie Gay. Just let the record show before we go in on this. Um, the off-field stuff is overblown because, honestly, it was mainly academics, which, yeah, that's not great, but also, like, it's not like... Other than when he punched the quarterback in the face. Um, yeah, yeah. The I can't remember Mississippi State's freshman quarterback's name, but he punched him in the face and broke his jaw or something. Yeah. Hey, Bill Romanowski, that's what we call it back home. Um, but the, the, like, school stuff outside of that was all academic. It wasn't like he was failing drug tests. Yeah. Um, Mississippi State, although obviously they wouldn't like shit on a player who's preparing for the draft. Dan Jeremiah said everything that that came out of there was like positive. Like he's really committing himself to like being a better person. Even though at the same time, like it's not like he's that bad of a guy. Other than the punching his quarterback in the face thing, which yeah. I kind of like that. Um, Every, everyone gets into a, an old scrap in practice. Yeah, when I was quarterback, I got punched in the face because I played every position. Um, you had it coming. But uh, obviously, the I think the like the off-field stuff's overblown, but it's more what you got at before that was the limited actual playing time. Yeah. I think that's why, like... The overall, the athleticism at the size, and I'm pretty sure he was a massive recruit. Um, so the pedigree's there. But from like, Starkville, too, which I thought was kind of cool. So that's a big bonus for you. You love people from Starkville. Um, <laughs> yep. So I think ultimately what makes him a wild card is just the lack of playing time. But in this class, he's going to go high. Like, the second round stuff, I, I'm fully buying into that because this linebacker class is not very good, and he has more upside yeah. af- after... The top three guys, I think he might have the most upside in the class. Uh, that's fair. Yeah, I I, I don't want to spoil. Like, how? What grade do you like? What round do you have him on right now? Uh, he's in my top one hundred. Okay, yeah, I have a mid third. Like, I'm high on Gay. I'm just not a uh, like. I, I would not be shocked at all to see him go in the second round. Yeah. I'm not there with well, him. We, we talked about it with Malik Harrison that he might be the guy who ends up going in the second round because of the lack of linebacker depth. Yeah. And I think that's an interesting talk. I think Malik Harrison's a very safe linebacker. Uh, yeah. Because after the top three, and then if you have Zach Bond, top four, um, I think Malik Harrison's like the safest guy available that 
Yeah. Maybe his ceiling's not super high, but I think he's going to be a really steady, long-term starting linebacker. And yeah. Willie Gay's so boomer bust. He's got, because of the athleticism and the flashes on tape, like he could become a really high-end linebacker. He could also fizzle out of the league in three years. Yeah, very much so. Like, you love how, like, aggressive he is. Mm-hmm. He, like, he sticks his he's nose in the cracking frame. heads. Yeah, man. He's a big-time thumper. Like, he's always playing his ass off fast and hard. Mm-hmm. And, and then, you know, like, he takes some really poor angles to, to Yeah, like, that, that's kind of the difference when comparing, like, why he's so boomer bust and why Malik Harrison's so safe is, like, their technique. Like, yeah, their like instincts. He, he, like, Willie Gay is balls-to-the-wall freak athleticism. Yeah. Uh, aggressive as hell where Malik Harrison's got the higher football IQ clearly but doesn't have the, yeah. the same physical tools. You know what I found weird with with, uh, with a gay is like he's clearly got the juice to blitz. They asked him a lot to do it but like he had the bad habit of like running around the running yeah, backs. Yeah, he's, not, he's which, not great at it. Yeah, but like if he sticks his nose and runs through running backs you can see him get better there quickly. I don't think this State's coaching staff was very good. <laughs> Did they get fired or something? Um, yeah, Joe Moorhead's turning Oregon's offense better, so I think it worked out for everybody. It's a win-win-win for everyone. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Like, I'm in the mid third. I have one guy between him and um, and uh, Malik Harrison, but they're like they're almost interchangeable for me between Gay and the alluded guy. Ooh, oh, that's everything because uh, Isaiah Simmons is highest floor, high ceiling, and best bet. Exactly. Good, good, good. Okay, let's uh, let's hear your um, your ten to six. Number 10 for me from Texas Tech is Jordan Brooks. I got a late third, early fourth round grade. You on are him. high on this class. It's a big group in the late third. It's my, like, t- my 10th guy is 140th on my board. Holy shit. Okay. Exciting. But it's like, you know, they might get pushed down because of the amount of guys. But it, it's just like, hold on. Okay. I'll just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> number nine for me is Logan Wilson. I got a late third round grade on him. I'm super high. I already said that. Uh, eight is Troy Die. I got a late third. These guys are all close for me uh, from Oregon. And like Troy Die, and then seventh is Marcus Bailey, who I still love, but I, I don't. Just, I have a late third. I don't know where he's going to go. And then number six for me is Willie Gay Jr. Who's hey, in the finish your drink. There we go. That worked out. Hooray! Okay, uh, that that's funny. Um, okay, my tenth guy might shock and surprise you, but you'll understand when you hear his pro comp. So you didn't seem that excited to hear it, but okay. No, I'm so excited. I didn't want to step on your words. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so ten for me is Davion Taylor from Colorado. He's eleventh for me. A hundred and fortieth on my board, but wait for it, AJ. Pro comp, Matt Milano. I love it. I, I, I'm glad you brought up Taylor because he's a fun one to talk about. He's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, nine for me is Troy Dye from Oregon. 121st on my board with the Nigel Braddon pro comp. Uh, eight, Marcus Bailey. Uh, Danny Trevathan pro comp. 110th on my board. So so really, we have Bailey and Dye the same number because I don't exactly Because that one, yeah. Uh, seven for me is Akeem Davis Gaither. 100th on my board. DeAndre Levy pro comp. That's a sick pro comp. Don't, like, you know it's sick, right? Yeah, it's cool. Okay, thanks. Six is Willie Gay. Um, 93rd on my board uh, with a Shaq Thompson pro comp. So, uh, so ADG is my number five, and him and Willie That's Gay what I are, are really tight for me. So, that you got them similarly to you. Uh, who do you want to start with? Damian Taylor? Let's, let's start with uh, Logan Wilson. Okay. Wait, I, who I, actually no? Let's start with Jordan Brooks. Just get that out of the way because you had him ten. Uh, okay. Jordan Brooks is eleven or twelve for me. Yeah. Um, he ran much faster. I think he's gonna be really like he's Zach Brown to me, where he's gonna be a thumper yeah. coming forward, and he's got this yeah. athleticism, but does not translate to coverage. Yeah. No. Exactly. Like he ran what a four five four uh, one five three split, which is nice too. At six foot two forty. Yeah. Like he's got size explosiveness, but it's only like it's only coming forward as a run defender. Yes. Which I mean, that's like Zach, I loved Zach Brown when he was at his best. Uh, Me in, too. Like he was playing Philly, Buffalo, Washington. I always found him super interesting, but obviously his big flaw was the athleticism didn't translate to coverage. I think yeah. that's kind of what holds Jordan Brooks back. But he's still an interesting player, and I think. Uh, 
Like, I wouldn't be shocked if one of him, uh, him or Logan Wilson, I think, ends up in the top 100. Maybe both. Or, yeah. sorry, on day two, I should say. Yeah. No, I, I agree. And, like, like you said, like, he's aggressive as hell coming downhill. Um, he had, like, 20 TFLs this year, which is pretty impressive. Uh, but also, like, he gets caught over pursuing. He's, like, in the backfield and the ball's going around yeah. the edge. He, but yeah, he, he's undisciplined, and then with Logan Wilson, it's almost the other way where he's very disciplined. Yeah. I think he's a really great tackler. He's one of the best yeah. tacklers in the class. Um, n- not like an elite athlete, but not a, not a bad athlete. No, he, so six two two forty one, tested like above average spark. Ran a four six three, which isn't bad. I mean, again, he's a really 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 solid tackler. His form is so clean. Lots of pop behind his. He's pads. A, like he might end up being. One of the especially if if you look at it from like a what linebacker spot a guy's playing he he he's maybe uh like kind of this one of the safer plug and play mics. Yeah, I mean, again, I don't really want to plug and play a lot of these. Guys no, no, no. I I'm just saying, like, if you were forced to, like, yeah, no, I I agree. A lot like, of these guys aren't mics, but he's a mic. Yeah, like, well, okay, four years of production, legit, over four hundred career tackles, ten picks. Which is pretty interesting because, like, he's he's obviously he's not the greatest athlete, but he's comfortable but he's dropping. Disciplined in coverage. Yeah, his eyes are really nice. He reads the routes really well. He doesn't bite on play action. And then against the run, like, like his first step is pretty. Like, he's he's got some juice to him at, at the, you know in short areas. Mm-hmm. It work, works his ass off. His effort is great. You know what I found really interesting? It's like his hands are so heavy taking on blocks. He's Sometimes a guy. He, he's a guy. I feel like I'm too low on, and I'm gonna feel stupid uh, when it comes back to it. I have him, I have, I have what, Troy Dye, um, I have Marcus Bailey, Troy Dye, Davion Taylor, Jordan Brooks, and Logan Wilson all, like, very clumped together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they're there for me, too. It, but, yeah, it, it, his hands are so strong. He doesn't get them up, which at times, which sucks. But you see him, like, put off the linemen on their ass, which is, which yeah, is so fun. he's aggressive fun. as hell. Yeah. I, I just think, like... Like there's a couple tweaks to his game in the in the in like in the run especially. It's just a little more confident going downhill, which I think he can he can be quickly. And I yeah, I think he's like a you're right, like a safe guy. I just I want him on my team and I like him a lot. All right, I'll talk to my boy Davion Taylor. Undersized. Yeah. Um six foot two twenty eight. Really explosive athlete who played kinda multiple he played some overhang. Um he, they're, they're, I remember early on, people were like, this this guy uh, could be like the day three Isaiah Simmons because of how he was used at Colorado and the overall mm-hmm. athleticism. Obviously, he doesn't have the same size. Uh, the big flaws with him is he'll miss tackles. Um, you, you know what it is for him? Like, okay, obviously, he's a great athlete. He ran a 4.49. He was a track star. He was like this. He finished sixth in the 100 meter in the Pac 12. He's going to be year, so is, good on special teams, AJ. I promise. He is. I, I have a mid fourth round grade on him. I like him. I think he could become a lot better. Like he, he, his parents, because of his religion, didn't let him play football yeah. on Fridays and Saturdays yeah. until he went to college. I remember reading that. So that just like it just feels like it hurted uh, development. Like he didn't get a D one role um, and it transferred to Colorado, I believe. So like, like all that, it's just like his lack of experience shows up often. So like if and it, it bleeds into like all facets of his game. Like he's just like not that confident out there. Like it. Like if you draft him, sit him, let him learn the game, uh, I think you got an interesting, interesting guy to develop. And in the meantime, you're getting a high-end special teams player. Really, really explosive, really big motor. Yeah. Um, the questions come with tackling and instincts, getting off blocks, um, things like that. But I, yeah. I'll bet on that athleticism. Uh, kid, Troy Dye, he's kind of been all over the map. I wish he tested. Me too. Because you, he, he's one of the more consistent coverage guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we've been in on Troy Dye for a while. I, I kept he, track of it. Yeah, go ahead. He moves well. He plays aggressive. Uh, he, he's a four-year starter. He's the only four-year starter in this group. Uh, mm-hmm. sorry, outside of Logan Wilson, I think. Um, and yeah, yeah, and Dante Wilson, I think. <laughs> well, I, I just meant in their top tens. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, but kind of wiry, but then he came in at 6'3", 231, so he yeah. ended up being a little heavier. But that also, you could have put that on because he didn't test, right? So you don't really know. Because there's rumors he was playing like 218. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he's an interesting guy who could go late third, early fourth, developmental, uh, yeah. 
will type of linebacker with a ton of experience and aggressiveness. Like I like no not a big um, upside with him, but like there's there's a lot there to like have a comfortable starter down the road for sure. Uh, with Marcus Bailey, the knee injury really messed up yeah. his projection because I think he he was he could have ended up one of the higher than this at least for sure. Questions with him are the explosiveness, um, his upside with injury history, uh, yeah. athleticism, coverage ability, really good tackler, really good really good instincts, really aggressive guy who I really loved him on tape. Um, especially in like 2018, I really loved him. Yeah, um, me too. I think he could be a guy who goes like, that. that's part of why I have the Danny Trevathan comp, a guy who is just ultra aggressive, uh, can be a bit of an asshole uh, yeah. I, I think he fits a three-four inside role like Trevathan, um, and, and he provides a lot of instincts and leadership. Yeah, ex- like him and Dyer almost similar. Uh, Die a little bit better in coverage, but like even Bailey's like super aware and super active. Mm-hmm. It's just you see some of the athletic limitations probably, but uh, again, we don't know how he uh, he tests. But uh, yeah, the injury scare is probably gonna push because he's had two major knee injuries. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's really what scares me about him. Yeah, uh, Akeem, uh, Akeem Davis Gaither. Yeah, Fre- freaky, explosive. He ended up being bigger than I think we were expecting. Six one two twenty four. Mm-hmm. Um, played a weird role at Appalachian State. He yeah. did a, like playing some edge, but yeah. also playing some like overhang, playing all over the place. Showed at the Senior Bowl, he can hang with the big dogs. I think we saw a lot of visibility and coverage there. And I think he could be a, a guy who goes in, like, the third round. Um, it might take some time, but the coverage upside is uh, why he would end up going there. And, and, and he, he plays really aggressive and um, you know what's with a big so, motor. Yeah, you know what's so fun? I, I got, by the way, he's my fi- my fifth guy. I've got a mid-third round grade. Oh, sorry. I thought he was six for you, my bad. No, no, it's okay. But Did I we talk about right. everyone in your top six other than Willie Gay because we already talked about him? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, but, oh, I want to talk more about ADG. You know what I uh, – he dips and slips blocks like, yeah, like no. no one. He's really crazy. flexible. It's crazy. Like So, like, at 224, if you worry about him dealing with offensive line, he, he knows how to do that and win with his quickness so well. I, I like him a lot. Like, he's also, like, low-key, like, like you said, pretty solid in coverage and, like, just really active batting down balls. Plays mean. He plays his ass off. He blitzes pretty well. Got got the burst in some of the hand stuff. I, I think. And again, I think if at worst you're getting a really really good special teams guy. Um, it was it's so funny that you see him lined up at edge though <laughs> at six one and a half two twenty four, but I like I like him a lot. I do too. I just I would be scared. Like I I wouldn't want to be taking him in the second round. I think he's really oh, no. yeah raw. Uh, he is, but then he flashes like he flashes some of that that really savvy stuff. It's it's kind of weird. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't get. I want to take him a second. Okay, go five to one. So we just talked about ADG mid third for me, and then fourth. Uh, I'm I'm pretty basic here. Malik Harrison's fourth for me. I have a late second round grade on him. Uh, you know I've been on him for a long time. Uh, number three for me is Patrick Queen. Uh, Finish your drink. Borderline first round grade. I give him that twenty five to thirty five range. Uh, two for me is Kenneth Murray, uh, f- fifteen to twenty-five range, so like that mid-late first round grade, and then uh, Isaiah Simmons number one, top Finish ten, your drink. top ten grade. Okay, yeah. uh, five for me is Malik Harrison. Uh, he is eighty-third on my board with a KJ Wright pro comp. I've seen seen a couple people <clears throat> with that comp, and I like it. I like it too. It's just really like the the combination of the size, and maybe he's not the greatest athlete in the world. But he's not a bad athlete, and he holds up in coverage, and, and like, he, and like he just I, like technically sound. Yeah, and I think both him and KJ are uh, like really underrated. Well, I mean, we saw his three cone, but both are like really underrated in short area quickness. Mm-hmm. For sure. Anyways, uh, four for me, Zach Bond with a Kyle Van Noy pro comp, fifty second yep. on my board. Uh, three for me is Patrick Queen, thirty uh, seventh on my board with the Dion Jones pro comp. Two, Kenneth Murray, Darius Leonard, Pro Comp, 24th on my board. One, Isaiah Simmons, third on my board with a Brian Urlacher, Pro Comp. <laughs> the Isaiah uh, Simmons comps are, like, so fun to do, and I, I like yours a lot. 
the size, the experience playing linebacker and safety, you know, can play him yeah. anywhere. People forget Brian Urlacher was a 6'4", 250-pound safety at New Mexico State yeah. or New Mexico. I mixed New Mexico. Up. New Mexico. Okay, thank you. His if you if you have Tom watch old Urlacher is like one of the I think the coolest most he's kind of underrated at this point how good he was. And how I, freaky yeah. an athlete he was. I I totally agree. Like I those those Bears defenses were so fun, and I love Brian Earl a lot. Me too. So Lance Briggs also underrated while we're here. Yeah, he, he is. <laughs> Let's <laughs> are we gonna get in on this fucking Bears defense from two thousand and six? Urlacher and Lance Briggs were Bobby Wagner and KJ Wright before Bobby Wagner and KJ Wright. Oh, retweet. Uh, okay, let me say this: if if I had Zach Bond at linebacker, we would have the exact same uh, top five in the same order. Hell yeah. Um, speaking You'll, of Bond, yes, obviously he played a lot of ed, like true edge this past year at Wisconsin, mm-hmm. but he said, like we mentioned last show, he wants to be an off ball guy, he's 6'2, 238, so he's obviously more built to be an off ball guy. Uh, he also, despite playing that edge role, he dropped into coverage not like super consistently, but consistently enough. Look, look, he's comfortable, yeah, he looks really comfortable in zone drops. Um, yeah. You can see how twitchy he is coming forward. Uh, he he's like got natural bend as a pass rusher too. I hope he goes somewhere that utilizes him in that um, hybrid way that gets gets the most out of him as a, as a pass rusher at times too. Uh, yeah, and he, he's got a huge motor. Yeah, absolutely. I I would hate for him to see see him get stuck at e- either position. To be honest. Yeah, it's similar to. How we talk about Isaiah Simmons, like don't pigeonhole a guy into a thing if he can do a bunch of things that, and that's what makes him so fun. Yeah, I, I think he's like the the truest that hybrid edge linebacker combo. Mm-hmm. Um, we already kind of talked about Malik Harrison. He's just safe, really good tackler, really smart player. You yeah. mentioned the short area quickness. Um, also has a nice motor. It, I, his size really stands out, especially in this class too. Six three two forty seven. Yeah. Um. Played on the outside at Ohio State. I I think he would be best suited as uh inside guy, but yeah. But like, I I don't think it's a big deal either way. Yeah, I don't think it's a big deal, but it's gonna be interesting because I'm not a hundred percent sure which spot to play him either. Um, with Patrick Queen, it seems like we're both kind maybe a little lower on him than big media seems to be. Where, where did you have him on your board, sir? 37. Okay, so I, I'm a smidgen higher on him maybe, but yeah. Really explosive. Uh, yeah. Very aggressive, high-motor guy. I mentioned earlier he didn't become a true starter until partway through the season. It's really oh. raw, and you see that on tape. He's, his instincts, like diagnosing run and just kind of awareness and coverage worry me at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming forward when he sees it, he hits it hard, um, which is obviously like the most exciting stuff. And, and he lacks some size, and you uh, at six foot two twenty nine. Yeah, and he he needs to, I think, improve as a, a shedding blocks. Um, yeah, like he he's to me is much more boomer bust than a Kenneth Murray. I I agree, and like like they're like people might say they're similar ish, but uh, Murray is like, Murray. I think. The size, exactly. He's legit NFL size, exactly. Um, plus, you get like not that this should be a huge factor, but multi-year starter, such an impactful player for three years, huge leadership upside. Like Kenneth Murray's yeah. a guy I want in my locker room. Um, and then he he uh, he needs to improve his instincts too, and his awareness and coverage. Like I think that's his kind of biggest thing is his overall mm-hmm. instincts. But he is hella aggressive. He makes there's games where it feels like he's making every single tackle. Yeah, um, I really really like Kenneth Murray. I know I you do too. Yeah, I, I again I've been I've been a long fan of his. I I still like I think there's a a difference between Murray and Queen. I, I Me like, too. If I were to bank on them, it's like like Kenneth Murray's the better athlete too. Yeah. So the like bigger, uh, better athlete, the leadership upside. Exactly. Um, multi-year I'm, starter. Yeah. Queen might be a little more, like, explosive on tape, like, if, if that's the right way to say it. Yeah, it is. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but, like, again, like, he's technically the better athlete, same speed. Um, so he's got, like, all the tools of what Patrick Queen wants. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, uh, 
again, you're banking on upside with Patrick Queen. I, I do like him. He's he's really fucking fun. I, I like how aggressive he is. But mm-hmm. he's like Kenneth Murray's already those things. So yeah. And then obviously Isaiah Simmons. Isaiah Simmons. We talked a ton about him at the top. Uh, yeah. Any closing comments on this linebacker group? That's just not that great. It's like. Yeah, it's not that great. Like I said, I have a that big chunk in the in the late third group, and it's like borderline top one hundred guys. I don't know. There's like there's some there's guys I I, I do like, but um, you know it's, it's no one I really love. And like like we talked about, I struggled finding that really nice value pick. Like I, I could probably the edge group. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're like uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Okay. What do you got to say? Nothing? Uh, uh, Let's move on. I'm, uh, I mean, in a class like this, I'm just going to bet on the athletic upside, I think. Mm-hmm. Of a lot of guys after the the top six or seven guys. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. You, like, after Akeem Davis-Gaither, who's seven for me, at that point, like, I'm not drafting anyone on day two uh, past him. Mm-hmm. Um. And then on day three, I almost, yeah, like I'm going to bet on a Davion Taylor or the really safe guy in a Logan Wilson. Yeah, fair enough. And like, like see, I, I can see Wilson sneaking in. It's going to be interesting, but like, I, I think like we, we can see a big group of guys early day three, too. Someone's going to slide. So one guy's going to fall, and we're going to be like, oh my God, I can't believe. I don't know who because this class is confusing. Whoa, well, my boy Davion Taylor falls to the seventh round. If anyone, if anyone we've talked about is falling far, it's gonna be him because he's the yeah. biggest unknown for sure. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Uh, okay, let's do AFC West a little draft preview. Uh, you're gonna do the Broncos, so uh, give it to us. All right, uh, at fifteenth, I still got the Broncos coming away with a wide receiver. I think that's their top need, and they're in striking position to get one of these top three guys. Uh, I think two of these guys are going to be off the board. You'll see. Oh, and that's the other one in a second. So at 15, I think the Broncos get Jerry Judy from Alabama. I think he compliments uh, Cortland Sutton so beautifully. He gets gets uh, Drew Locke is just his go-to guy. I, a guy that can work, um, you know, like in the middle of the field and like intermediate routes, exactly what they need. Uh, at 46, I feel like, it's kind of tough because I think their target there is, is a corner. So I think that's what they need next. But, like, I, they might be in a weird range there. Like, they got to kind of hope one of these guys fall. But we, and we were we, talking off show how, like, yeah. kind of, um, mysterious this corner group is. So tune yeah. in next week to hear our rankings. <laughs> and I think, like, like just do, doing our exercise, I think, uh, like, Arnett's gone. We know Terrell's gone. Uh, Johnson's gone. So I'm going with Bryce Hall, who... I don't I like know. this. I think he'd be the, he would be there, and I I think he's a good fit. I hundred percent. I I think he'll be there. I think he's a great fit for that Fangio defense. Uh, I don't know if he's gonna go this high though. Yeah, I know. but I I love the fit, and I I I do like Bryce Hall. So um, I took him there, and like I almost wanted to find another place for them to get corner, but then at the further you like, if if they wait till seventy seven in the third round, there's just like not a guy that I, I like there for them. So it's kind of funny. Anyways. Very. Haha. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 77, there is a guy I like for him. Uh, at center, Matt Hennessy. Uh, we talked about him a couple weeks ago. You know how on, I am on him. They signed Graham I don't know Glass. if he'll be there. Yeah, I've got a bunch of guys that probably won't be there. So, <laughs> for the Broncos. That, I don't know. The center group is going to be interesting. Like, at 46, I almost wanted to say Lloyd Cushenberry gets there, but I don't think he's going to. So, uh, at 77... Give me the benefit of the doubt, and uh, Matt Hennessy gets there, and I, I think he he plugs and plays inside. Glasgow moves to guard, um, and that the interior of the offensive line is looking okay, especially with Dalton Riser looking really good. Uh, hey, a guy that won't be there, but this is where we both have him, so I'm I'm sticking to my guns. We already mentioned him, Willie Gay. I already have him off my board. Sorry, and oh, I shit, took him for you. No, Fuck. today for the Chiefs. Oh shit! What okay, pick I'll, is this for the Broncos? Eighty-three. Oh damn it! Okay, I'll audible. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, he's going to end up in the AFC West market. At the worst, he's, he's going to the Raiders at 91. Anyways, um, I love that uh, fit going inside for that Fangio defense. They need that speed, that aggressiveness. We talked about him a lot. I, I don't know. 
AJ Johnson, I had a dream about him recently. Um, he had a good year. Wait, hold on. Why'd you have a dream about him? I dream about football. I, I don't know. I had lo- um, uh, I, like, I'm not even kidding. He's in my dream. Believe- <laughs> okay, we gotta do a whole... If, if the season gets cancelled, we're doing a whole episode dedicated to Rob's football dreams. Keep Start, start keeping a journal, please. Yes. Got you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, no, I got one more pick. Sorry, oh, my sorry. God. I'm sorry. Go. 95. I'm getting them a tackle that's to develop. Sadiq Charles from LSU. Oh, thank Fucking God. move on. I was so scared. It's going to be the tackle I have for one of these teams. I have Audible again. Uh, okay. Kansas City Chiefs. First round. 32nd. They need corner help. Uh, let's go with our guy, Jeff Gladney. Um, could play inside. Could play outside for them. Really physical press man guy. Uh, makes up for his lack of height with long arms. Second round. They haven't had the same effect of running game since Cream Hunt um, was cut. Get the Cream Hunt of this draft. Maybe this is a bit early, just knowing his injury history is workload in college. So maybe you get him later. Uh, maybe I should put this as Willie Gay and make, take this guy 96. Utah running back Zach Moss. I think we would both love that fit for Kansas City. Yeah, it would be fun. He, he'd plug and play, easy, really physical runner. Um, really patient, catch the ball well out of the backfield. Reason you would fall past this is the knee injuries, but they could get him in 96 if they wanted. But I have them going because AJ took Willie Gay uh, in the third round. They'll stick at linebacker. They go with AJ's guy, Logan Wilson. Get a steady force on the inside. At Rob, linebacker. I, I, I don't want to do it to you, but I got Wilson to the Raiders at 91. Okay, well, I took the pick first. Why would they draft him at 91? They Nick Kwiatkowski's literally my pro comp for him. Exactly. Get another one, baby. Yeah, I'm take. I'm not changing this. So, uh, Logan Wilson, because um, he could plug and play on the inside for them. Uh, they have a lot of questions at linebacker. Get get a steady technician, really physical guy. Anthony Hitchens is bum. Um, yeah. <clears throat> who who they signed last year also from the Cowboys? Um, Damian Wilson, bum. Yep. Dorian O'Daniel might be your best linebacker, in Kansas City. Yeah. Uh, okay, Vegas on the clock. Okay, I'll, I'll yield it because I'm happy Logan Wilson's getting plenty of time there. So, uh, <laughs> at number twelve, I, I got CD Lamb to the Raiders. I, I, I think these were the, the, the my favorite fits: Lamb to the Raiders, Judy to the Broncos, and I think Ruggs ends up as a 49er. Uh, get them that explosive guy on the outside. Him and him and Tyrell Williams and uh, my boy Hunter Renfro <laughs> makes a nice trio there. And, like, obviously the stuff you can do after the catch is so explosive. Uh, that'd, be, that'd be so much fun. And, again, we, we know the Mayock Raiders are just drafting big school, high-character guys, so that fits. Speaking of, at 19, uh, they're kind of another team that needs to take corner with their second pick. And, again, we, we mentioned it. It's kind of all over the place. I got them taking Christian Fulton from LSU. Fits that high-character, big school, national championship pedigree that the Raiders like. Um fits the scheme well i think that makes sense uh that's the bears pick by the way second round they don't have a pick let's move to the third uh pick number 80 that's their pick i got them taking nathani mooty your boy from fresno state why did you say his name like that i think that's how you say it Nathane? it's pronounced no, nathani i think so, where are you yeah. getting that h from it's hawaiian i'm pretty sure i'll, I'll, I'll do my homework after this uh, from Fresno State, uh, they're not in dire need of a guard this year, but Richie Incognito. Wait, the Raiders are taking offensive line. They have one of the five best offensive lines in the league. Richie Incognito is coming off a Pro Bowl season. Yeah, but he's a, this is he's a bad out. pick. No, I think it's a good fit. No. I think it makes sense. I, Especially uh, with the injury history, I think that's a I I I think that's a nutty pick. Incognito is one of the best guards in football last year. I I know no one likes him, but it's true. Yeah, he but he's old and who knows how long he's been playing for. So draft a really injury prone guard. I don't know. I think it's a guy that you can play starting a year. I don't. How long do you think Incognito is going to play for? Probably. I think this is last year. I don't know. He's coming off a really great year. Maybe. Plus, he's got to spend so many years not playing. That's true. We'll see. Um, but yeah, he did have a good year. Uh, I, anyways, uh, they got the next pick from the Bears. Uh, I got them an interior defensive line. They, they signed Malik Collins and uh, tried to shore that up. I'm just going to get them a big run. St- like, P.J. Hall's been okay. But <laughs> big run stuffer beside uh, Mo Hurst. Lucky Foe, too. One of your guys what from pick? Utah. 81. That's early. 
I don't like your Raiders draft. I'll say it. Fair enough. I, the Raiders are, like, well, Lamb and Fulton I'm fine with. The Raiders are kind of tough after that. And then, anyways, 91. I don't have Logan Wilson, so I, I don't know where the fuck I'm going. Uh, Jordan Brooks, I guess. Oh, God. You can have Logan Wilson all audible. Your draft sucks. <laughs> it's the worst one. Uh, okay, for the Chiefs at 96, I will now take... Hmm. What's a need for my Chiefs? I don't even... I don't care. That's how little I care. Uh, the Chargers. This is my favorite... Jordan Brooks shouldn't go top one after. That's my take. Chargers, first round, six overall. I think two is already gone. So they take Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. Gives him that quarterback, the athleticism, you build your offense around him. So second round, I think this is where it gets more interesting. 37th. If they if KJ Hamler's there, I have a hard time seeing them passing him up. Imagine sticking that speed, that downfield speed with Mike Williams contested catch ability and Keenan Allen's um just elite route running out of the slot. I think they'd make this offense really fun and explosive. Give Justin Herbert, he's got a massive yeah. arm, a downfield threat. Obviously, tackles also still need, so take the best available at 71. Ezra Cleveland, uh, this is kind of where I am. He might go earlier than this because of how he tested. Yeah, Developmental with big upside. Um, I, I think he, he would have to plug and play, but their offensive line already looks so much better going forward. And I know this is all offense, but the defense, they signed some veteran presence. Uh, the defense was much more kind of intact than the offense. Let's just load this offense up and see what the Chargers can uh, do. So, uh, anyway. They'll thank, win the Super Bowl. Thanks for listening uh, to me shit on AJ's Raiders mock draft. and talk about I, I don't know what you want. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm just, I was so frazzled after you took Willie Gay. I just didn't <laughs> want to do the show anymore. <laughs> Um, so thanks for listening. Hopefully I want to do the show next week. And by next week, I mean this week. I don't know. Saturday. Uh, Saturday, happy Easter when corners and NFC East. East.